Good morning, good morning, good morning, good Thursday morning to you guys. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday that God has decided to bless us in. Guys, yesterday I had some technical difficulties. I worked with this computer all day trying to get it to do what it do. I finally threw up my hands at about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon and said, no morning inspirations. Uh, God, maybe it just wasn't in your plan today. And I'm kind of glad he did. So let's go ahead and give him some glory, and we'll get into that later. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We cast all our cares upon you today. Heavenly Father, We thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy because we know that it is new every single day of our life. We thank you this morning for breathing your breath into our bodies. We thank you this morning, Father God, for strong, beating hearts, limbs to move, organs working, ears to hear, eyesight to see, family, spouses, children, We just thank you. We thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we're able to walk with you and talk with you, that you are our friend, that you love us more than we love ourselves. Heavenly Father, we come to you this day and we cast all our cares upon you. You said take up your yoke because your burden is light. Heavenly Father, we thank you for making our cricket path straight. We thank you for your light shining so brightly through us, Father God. We could never repay you for what you did on that cross. But we just give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise this morning. We praise you, Father God, right now for the clothes that we have on our back, the shoes on our feet, the homes, the roof that we have over top of our heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We glorify your name this morning. Heavenly Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you forgive us on this day for anything that we've done, thought, said that was unpleasing unto you, Father God. Let your will be done in our lives today, Father God. Not our will, but your will, Father God. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Father God, and we just say thank you. We say thank you, Father God, for carrying us, for walking in front of us, Father God, for going before us, Father God, and preparing that table in the presence of our enemies, anointing our head with oil, letting us walk beside still waters, forgiving your only begotten Son, who should ever believe in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the multitudes of seeds that you allowed us to plant in the ground that's growing. We thank you for flourishing. We thank you for passing our way, Father God. We thank you for favor surrounding us like a shield this day. We thank you, Lord, and we just give you glory. We glorify your name right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For all that you've done for us. We just thank you. Because we know. That no one can love us. Like you love us. 
We just bless your name right now. We just bless your name. Have your way in our lives on today, Father God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, everybody. Amen. So as I said, guys, my computer was going haywire yesterday, and I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. And as soon as I got the show recorded and listened back to it, the weather was so bad. I guess the wind or whatever was going on outside, it was just so choppy. I did not want to put that work out. And you guys couldn't hear the story. So let's move on over to where we're at. We're in Numbers chapter 11. And the people are grumbling and complaining. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down, so that the place was called Tabrah, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. The rabble, with much begun to crave other foods, and again the Israelites started wailing and saying, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost, also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. We now have lost our appetites. We never see anything but this manna. The manna was like cornerander seed, cornerander seed, and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then grounded it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into loaves. And it tastes like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance of their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give birth to them? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give me meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let my face, do not let me face my own ruins. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me 70 of the Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them to come to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you 
and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five days, 10 days or 20 days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have willed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, here I am among 600,000 men on foot. And you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people that the Lord had said, what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of the elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him, and he took some of the power of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied it, but did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Mejdad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since you spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail from the sea. It scattered them up two cubits deep all around the camp, as far as a day's walk in one direction. All that day and night and all the next day, the people went out and gathered quail. No one gathered less than 10 homers. Then they spreaded them out around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people and he struck them with a severe prey. Therefore, the place is called Kibra Hateva because they were buried, the people who craved other food. From Kibra Hateva, the people traveled to Hazroth and stayed there. So guys, let's go over to our Matthew Henry and let's get a breakdown 
of that before we move on to chapter 12. Well, my Matthew Henry tells me, and it's pretty much self-explanatory, but here are these 70 counselors after Moses started complaining and throwing his temper tantrum to the Lord. The Lord gave him help, these seven councils, these seven elders to commune with. And it says, you know, God did his part for Moses. When Moses called out to him, he did his part by providing Moses with help. He gave his spirit to the 70 people. Now, as the, excuse me, the Bible reads, God told Moses that he was going to pour out some of his spirit on them. And it kind of got me the first time I read it. And then I went over to my Matthew Henry and I was able to put two and two together. By Moses spending all that time with God, God's spirit was already in Moses, much like us today. God is inside of us. So I was saying, wow, God pulled out Moses' spirit on the 70 elders. It wasn't until I got to my Matthew Henry that I saw that it was God's spirit that he pulled out on the 70 elders and the two men in the camp, Eldad and Medad, who I guess just was being rebellious for one reason or another. Um, it said that they were probably hidden amongst stuff. They began to prophesy too and exercise the gift of praying and preaching and praising God in the privacy of their own tent. And much like today, the divine spirit pours out on us. It also poured out on these 70, poured out on these 70 men and the two that had gone missing. Now it ties it up with saying Josiah moved everywhere that Moses went. So when Josiah said, stop them, Moses rejected the most the motion. It says he reproved them, reproved him. Though Joseph, Josiah, I'm sorry, was Moses' particular friend and confidant, though he said this out of respect to Moses, whose honor he was very loath to see lesson by the call of those elders. Yet Moses reproved him. And it goes on to say, note to self, we must not be forward to condemn and silence those that differ from us as if they did not follow Christ because they do not follow him with us. Shall we reject those Christians who has owned or restrained from doing good because they are not in everything that we think of in our mind. Moses was of another spirit, 
so far from silencing these two and quenching the spirit that was in them. He wished all the Lord's people were prophets. That is, that he would put his spirit on them. Now these new elders, they're newly ordained. They immediately enter upon their administration with their call to duty by prophesying and teaching and applying what Moses was applying in the camp, aiding in the business of God. It goes on to say, God has performed his promise to Moses by giving him assessors in the government. He here performs his promise to the people by giving them flesh. But it says, observe how the people were gratified with flesh in abundance. Now, I don't know about you guys, but it goes on to talk about how greedy they were with the flesh that God sent them. And how they paid dearly for the feast when it came into the time of reckoning. And that is who we are as the people sometimes. And our thoughts and our thinking, I wouldn't even say sometimes, I would say all the time. As much as God has done for these people to bring them out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage. Where people were treating them wrong, doing them wrong. He performed miracles, signs, and and wonders in their face to show the fact that I am God. I am Lord. I am the Almighty. I am Jehovah. I am Yahweh. Your way. Yahweh meaning the way. They grumbled before, fell in line when He asked Moses to send the people and he was in the cloud before Moses went up with the tablets. He had a little mercy on them when they convinced Aaron to make the golden calf. They went back and prayed and fell in line much as we do today. I can personally attest to that. I can't tell you how many times I got saved in the past because I felt moved to do so doing the church service. This time around was totally different because I had a made up mind. But with these people, a three day journey has turned into a 40-year experience of trying to teach people how to be obedient, be respectful. And we sometimes, we do that as human. We lash out at God when things aren't going our way. And then he will convict us for that. Although we can't see him descend 
through a cloud. We know that he's there, he's around us, he's in our heart. But we do and say things anyway out of anger, out of need, out of impatience, out of having no faith. And God is not pleased with us. So sometimes for me, after reading this passage, I can apply it for me. I can say for me when I read God's word and I go back in my mind and remember some of the things that I complained about, threw a fit about, was upset about, even in my walk today, if someone does or said something to me or something don't go my way, I'll get a little disturbed and I'll have to bring myself back. I'll have to check myself. And sometimes I find myself talking out loud, chastising myself. Because I say to myself, as much as God has already provided for you, you got a nerve to be angry because this situation didn't work out. And I think as Christians, we're still we forget that we're still human. I still forget that I've got to bring my flesh under the subjection and the will of God. But then that too is something that I pray about. God, help me with my unbelief. Help me with the things that I'm doing. Like Paul said, the things that I want to do, I do not. The things that I don't want to do, I do. But I thank God for the grace and the mercy that he has on us. I'm sure he gets just as angry with us as we do him. I can imagine in my little brain, and this is just my thoughts, him saying, shaking his head, saying, mm, mm, mm. As much as I've done for Victoria, she upset because this one little thing didn't go her way. She know I'm coming. She know whatever she asked for is already been done. She just don't know when it's coming. I haven't given her a date. I didn't tell her it was coming through UPS or FedEx. (laughs) But when we start to complain and not stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, that box, that gift that he promised us that we asked him for, it might be delayed. Because we have to give as much as we get. And I'm still learning this in my faith walk. In my walk with Jesus Christ. Obedience. Obedience is more than any offering or tithes that I can ever give my Heavenly Father. Or being obedient. Being the best person that I know how to be and asking him to guide me the rest of the way. And we all fall short. I fall short every day. Every week, I fall short. But then I also have to remember that sometimes as people, we chastise ourselves more than God chastises us. So don't beat yourself up from falling short. In my walk, I'm determined to get back up, dust myself off, 
and go back and meet God where I left him because he never leaves us. We always leave him. And although it kind of (laughs) sucks to start your faith walk all over again and think about how far you came to now you got to go back. You got to repent. Got to start all over. What if God was getting ready to open up a door for me or point me in the right direction? And I blew it because I didn't know how to stand still and know that he is God. He is the Lord. That's how my mind thinks sometimes. And I don't think that I'm the only one. I've actually talked to people. I've heard it in in, in ministers and bishops, but I've talked to personal people that are strong in their faith walk. And that's where help comes in at. Helping each other. Lean on me, I lean on you. And sometimes it's hard to see what God is doing in your life. Not sometimes, it is hard to see what he's doing in your life. And you can ask for all the direction from people that you want, but it's hard because God is not gonna show you. He definitely didn't show them. And that's just like El Dad and me Dad. They didn't wanna attend the meeting at the tent for one reason or another. But aren't you glad about it today that God's spirit fell on them too, right where they were at. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It fell on them too. Whatever their reasoning was, they could have been saying, you know what, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of going up there every time Moses call and say, you know, God want us to meet and now we got to stand there and and watch God speak through Moses. I don't want to go today. But God is so gracious. He allowed his spirit to fall on them too. And with that being said as well, 6,000 men, 600,000 men, Moses said. 70 of them were elders handpicked by Moses, approved by God. His spirit fell on the other two because they weren't up there with the 68. See, he still blessed them. God still knew who they were out of 600,000 people that's wandering around in the wilderness, led by one man, Moses. 70 elders appointed to help out. God still knew that two was missing, so he went and found them where they was at. God can still meet us where we're at in our lives. My walk with Jesus Christ may not look like your walk with Jesus Christ. 
But I also feel that as long as it comes from the word and I'm not putting anything false out there, putting my spin and my twist on it, God can still use me. And just because my walk might be a little bit stricter than your walk, it doesn't mean that God can't meet you where you're at. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. One day I may look up and I'm not in the baby step stage anymore. I'm in the you can lean on me stage where I've got enough obedience and discipline and faith and grace inside of me that I can carry my burden and your burden and then go drop it off at the altar and pick up Jesus's burden because he said his burden is like, take up my yoke. My yoke is light. My burden is light and easy. So I hope this bless someone today. We're gonna move on tomorrow. I will be back tomorrow, it's Friday. I will be back to talk about Miriam and Abram. I thought I was gonna have time to get into that today. My own brother and sister talking about me behind my back and I'm so humble. I hear it, I hear the whispers, but I'm humble, I'm a humble man. I don't say anything, but God shows up and fight his battle. So I thank you guys for working with me on yesterday. My apologies, my apologies, my apologies. Be blessed in everything that you do today. So we'll get a double dose back to back. And if you haven't already, and you listen to my show by audio, please, please, please head on over to YouTube. 12 Street Talk Back at youtube.com slash street talk 12. Or you can simply probably just key in 12 Street Talk Back. Follow me on my YouTube page. I've been asking God to, you know, do something different in this season in my life. I found out, finally got up the nerve to make my first solo video. Although I've been over there with my bestie doing Freedom Fridays, just kind of getting our feet wet for the last six, maybe months now. But now I think I want to, you know, take the show to video here and there. And if you're not listening in your car, listen to the audio on the way to work or at work, and you have time on a day off or a Saturday, you know, look up your girl on 12th Street Top Back on her YouTube page and follow me and subscribe over there. Subscribe, follow the show, leave a comment. I'm trying to get my following up on the YouTube page to whereas I can bring the morning inspirations over there live but you have to have 50 people before they start letting you stream live i'm right at 40 right now so if god lays it on your heart follow me on youtube as well as any of your listening audio platforms peace and blessings to you all